Four improvisers have chosen to don their cloaks, brandish their sabers, and speak in terrible accents for your entertainment. Pass the Doritos, grab your dice, and go on a quest with Des Moines' best comedians as they do all of those things in Des Moines and Dragons! Hello and welcome to another episode of Des Moines and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Privateer, and with me as always is my beautiful cast, uh, let's check in with them real quick, see what they've been doing and how they're feeling. Uh, to my left, Charity Coons, playing Hi. Ornella Sambridge. <clears throat> Hello. How are you, Charity? Good. What have you Good. been doing this weekend? It's a beautiful Sunday. It is a beautiful Sunday. Snowy. Uh, yeah. Well, my birthday was on Thursday. Happy birthday. So I've been doing nothing. Sweet. I, that's what I do. That's what I want for my birthday. I want to be left alone for like three straight days. That's a good birthday. Mm-hmm. I not having plans, just hanging out. That's yeah. a good birthday. Awesome. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Tim. Mm-hmm. It's Sunday. It's snowing out. Yeah. yeah. You had to drive. Yeah, I did. Yep. How's it going? It's going all right. I made it. We all survived. Uh, we had a great show last night with Chowdown, so mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun. I've been um, erping up wine for breakfast all morning. So. <laughs> Uh, so you're in character is yeah, what you're saying. I'm, I'm solid. I'm ready to go. Seriously, if you haven't tried the wine in a can, pretty great. Mm. Uh, I recommend the Sangria and the Rosé Bouble. Ooh, Sangria is the shit. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Is that Rosé that was... Uh, is it? I didn't know Michael Bouble and his family... He endorsed it, yeah. ...had their own vineyard. Yeah. Vineyard? Vineyard? Winyard. Winyard. <laughs> Thank you. And, of course, Tim uh, playing Harbeck Thunderfist. Oh, yeah. uh, thanks, Tim. Mm-hmm. And then Jason Monroe. Mm. How's it going, man? It's going. What's, uh, what's been your weekend like? What have you been up to? Uh, I just want to say that Star Trek Discovery is a really good show. Is it? <laughs> I've been sucked into that. Nice. So... I'm still kind of in love with um, rental video rental stores. I can't cut the cut the cord, and so we joined the video rental store that's near our new house, and they had Star Trek Discovery. And I, since it's CBS All Access, and I don't have an account, mm-hmm. we rented those, and it's like, whoa, nice, really good. So that's pretty much it. Nice, Just a lot of discovery. Nice. Uh, Thank you, Jason. Slash, or does Orzok have a last name, or is he just? Um, is he just Orzok? He's just Orzok right now. Yeah. Calling Madonna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty close. Yep. He's a marketing uh, juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> the Orzok brand is yes. really hot right now. Really strong. It's the new hotness. <laughs> it's a custom-made loincloth. Uh, boutique. Nice, night, bros. <laughs> My eyes. You only want a made specifically for you. You don't want to take. You know, you don't want to go to like a loincloth consignment store. It's very important that they fit right. Right. And that's where our because Victoria's Secret they have like bra experts. Right. Well, we need like loincloth experts Loin to get experts. you the right fit. But you know, the less material there is, the more expensive they are. Yeah, that's right. Always. 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 Right. It's like jeans. You buy the jeans with the holes in them. You are getting less jean. Why are they more expensive? Yep. It's because so little people had to take wire brushes and just scrape the shit out of That's them right. before. People want the aged look this this time around on yep. their loincloths. Nobody wants to go out there with a loincloth that looks just straight out the box. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. You gotta, it looks, it's gotta look, you know. Weathered. 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 Well, that about that, that about mm-hmm. does it for the Des Moines and Dragons and Cole's catalog <laughs> fashion review intro. Yes. We're going to send it over to Cliff for our intro segment, and then we're going to get into some D&D. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ha! I knew that no cage could hold Cadre 11A. Like weasels from the Agar Valley, Ornell and Harbick escaped from the Morsank prison with nary a scratch. Finding a new ally in the half-orc barbarian Orzok. The unlikely friends were able to make a grand escape from the Black Pit. 
Being a longtime prisoner of Morsank, Orzok saw an opportunity to introduce Cadre 11A to the conniving and scarred scholar Avon Brinsdale, an elf who worked for the Queen back before the wars with the Orcs tribes. Avon had set herself up with a cushy job monitoring the ore carts that would be taken up by the elevator to the surface. The plan was simple. Start a prison riot, steal a fungus that kills you for a short time so you can pass through the death field surrounding the elevator, ride to the surface in an ore cart, sneak out of the camp, and escape through the mountains. Well, actually, that sounds pretty complicated. But, uh... Having uh, left the prison in uh, disarray, Ornella previously sent word to her friend and driver, Devori, for him to meet the party in the city of Jury. It will take time for the message to reach him, and it is a long journey on foot to the port city. For now, we find our heroes in the dense pine forest after three days of hurrying through the woods. The party finds themselves sitting around a cook fire. The It's late evening, the sun's been down for an hour or so, and the sound and atmosphere is of a calm, forested night. The trees around you are tall, uh, thick pine trees. Branches go up to... Uh, you can't even see the tops of the trees. They stretch out into the clear night sky stars above and uh, it's cold though like because we are in the north uh just coming down from the mountains where the morsank prison is so uh it should feel like the northernmost part of minnesota is what it would look like uh parts of canada rural uh uh thick grasses and uh dense foliage and yeah, so we come to you guys sitting around a cook fire. It's been three days since your escape from the prison, and you all look tired. Your clothes are torn and ripped. Uh, you've been eating game meat that Orzok has been hunting um, for the last few days, and it's, it's pretty gross uh, to everyone but Orzok, probably. And um, yeah, I think we just come to a very quiet scene uh, sitting around a campfire. All of you look beaten and tired. The horses are tied up nearby. And, yeah, go ahead, players. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> We're going to run out of food up here. We're going to have to keep moving. <clears throat> We're pretty much hunting this area out. Well? I had no idea that one of this stature could pack away so much food. It's quite impressive. He's got to keep his energy up. I do apologize. No need. <clears throat> so, keep heading the same way we've been going? We're just trying to find a natural way out of here without having to endanger ourselves or the horses. <clears throat> They'd still be looking for us in the surrounding area. You're if right. we make it far enough south, we might stand a chance. All right, that's, that's the way we head then. And to remind our players, and also to remind myself, uh, a letter was sent to... Davery, who is enamored by Ornella, uh, to meet with horse and carriage in, let's see, uh, he awaits for you uh, at the Diamond Inn, well, he waits, he waits for you in jury, and uh, from there we'll, we'll see if he can get in touch with you. Yeah, uh, we have to. We have to make it to jury. That's the letter we sent. That's that's where we said we'd meet him. That's right. If we can make it to jury, then I believe we would have the means of, well, doing whatever we wanted. We'd be free, Orzok. Free. That's on the banks of the Great River. Is that right? 
It is. I don't know the way, but I know this land type. I know that if we keep the sun on our left in the morning and we keep heading the right way, we'll get there. Or at least we'll find main road that we'll be able to find our way. All right, it's a plan then. As soon as the sun comes up, we head out. I'll look around for some more grasses that the horses wouldn't mind. It's a good idea. They're very tired in the mountain terrain. I know, I know. We can't lose them. We have to take care of them as well. Aye. I'll rise before dawn and try to see if I can scrounge up a little bit more food to give us some energy for the trip for tomorrow. Thank you. Are we going to talk about Avon? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know anything. I don't, I, she's your friend. Acquaintance. (laughs) Well, she got us out, didn't she? That she did. Frankly, I'm not surprised. Everybody in there was looking out for themselves. Yeah. However... I'm curious what she'll do with the knowledge of who you people are. I know. That's what my biggest concern was. With that kind of information running about, it does pose a certain risk. We can't stay up here forever. I suggest that we just go to a place where you feel like you have some sort of pull where we can either re-equip or figure out where we go from there. I'm with you to jury, and depending on what happens from there, I don't know, but I'll help you get there. But my lands are far, far to the southwest, and someday I'll have to go back. Well, if we can make it to jury, we would have a ride. And southwest is the direction of the Guild College, where I might have some connections still, people still loyal. I'm hoping to reconnect with an old friend. Uh, okay. I, that sounds like a great idea. Some, we go somewhere where they know Harbeck, and I, I, can, I can stay behind. Blend in. Yes, if we haven't been completely diso- disowned by the guild, we uh, might have a chance at... Saving our reputation. Yes, I, I think that's what we should do then. We we make it to jury and then head towards the Guild College. Yeah, there's also a, a temple nearby here of the Blue Goddess. The uh, Temple of the Blue Goddess is a water-worshipping cult slash religion that uh, they're master shipbuilders. Uh, it's really common to have these temples and structures built on waterways or seaways uh, where they can build and manufacture vessels. So this temple in all likelihood helps build barges and uh, watercraft to take the ore that's produced in this region and ship it to Alal and the center part of the country. If perhaps we could come by a ship, it would make the journey back to Alal a little faster. That's a good point as well. I didn't think about that. We could fjord the carriage if our man Davery comes through and make our way downriver, heading west, southwest. Orzak, do you have a preference? I don't. I'm just glad to see the sky again. Well, I, I, I think our overall goal, at least for Harbeck and I, is to make it back to Alal. Right? Aye. So, when we make it to Jury, then we can make our way to a, a boat and 
that's where we're going to go. You are welcome to join us. You've helped us a lot. Uh, you've helped us too much, and we have nothing to offer you. But I think that we could make it worth your while if you come with us to Alal. Fair enough. <clears throat> Maybe I could teach you a few things about survival while we're out here. Make you not so green. Well, you could maybe teach Ornella some things. I, you know, I know some stuff. Very well. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, well, um, I think that perhaps we should uh, get to rest then, and we can uh, reconvene in the, in the morning. So I think the scene dissolves and fades to black, and we have... Uh, so, Ornella, you suddenly find yourself uh, coming awake. And you wake up, and you're in your bed at, uh, in your room in your uh, family's estate. Uh, 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 uh what? Um, what? Harbeck and Orzak are nowhere to be found. Um, holy shit. I uh, get up and look for my stuff. Look for my shoes. Uh, you're in your like sleepwear, so your nightgown. Uh, you find your uh, armor and chainmail, boots, uh, traveling pack. It's all uh, sitting up against the wall near the door. There's a fine armoire, very fancy wardrobe with all kinds of like dresses and very flowery and delicate fancy uh, clothes that sits coincidentally right next to your uh, right next to your armor and gear. I get up and I grab my traveling stuff, my pack, my boots, put them on, and I'm getting the hell out of here. Uh, so you open the door and you go out into the center hall of your family estate. So uh, it's on the second floor and there's just this long hallway, on, and on either side are several rooms for various family members and uh, folks employed by the estate. And on the far end of the hall, uh, at the, the very last door, the center of the hallway, is, the, uh, is your father's, uh, well, your parents' room, but it's now your father's room that's been turned into like basically his office space. And you can see uh, it's completely dark. There are some braziers lit, uh, and you can see there is the door is slightly ajar in your father's room, and uh, orange candlelight is seeping out into the hallway from your father's room. You see that there are sconces lit down the stairwell to your left, and then uh, again your father's room down the hall. Um, I'm gonna walk towards the the light, the my father's office. So you hear uh, the sounds of two men talking to each other. Uh, one of them is very distinctly your father's voice, and another is a voice that you don't immediately recognize. It's a very old-sounding voice, a wizened old voice. It has a... And he's speaking to your father in a uh, commanding tone, a tone that you don't often hear people that would address your father in. Uh, you hear the words... Uh, uh, you hear your father say, I did what you asked me to do, now I expect you to return payment in kind. Uh, and y you creep, do you continue creeping down the hall towards the door? Mm -hmm. uh, the voices get louder and it becomes more audible and clear. Uh, some of it, most of it is said in whispers, so you only get bits and pieces of the conversation. Uh, you hear uh, the old wizened voice say, Yes, and I understand that was our agreement, but things have changed and things are escalating now. There is no turning back, and you are to play your part, old man. And you, you hear your father's voice. The, his, uh, you've heard him use uh, on your brother when he uh, his angry, uh, quintessential Sandbridge patriarch rage comes through, and he says, Old man, you call me an old man? And at that, the wizened old voice says, shh, shh, someone's here. And I think we see from their perspective, they turn and look towards the door, and we see just like a little 
rectangle of your face lit by the candlelight coming from inside. And uh, you see that your father is speaking to someone through a mirror. Uh, he has a mirror up against his uh, against the wall, there's a writing desk right next to it with stacks of papers and books. Uh, in the mirror, you see uh, a figure in black robes. He's got a completely bald head that's covered in tattoos. Uh, the voice that the voice of the man in the mirror. That's great. Are you starting with the man in the mirror? <laughs> he. Uh, the voice does not match the figure you see. The figure you see is is young and uh, lithe, and uh, the voice has this ancient quality to it. And they both turn and look at you, uh, and you suddenly wake up, and you uh, sit up straight, and you can see it's not even dawn yet. It's that orange and pink light before dawn, and you see Harbeck and Orzok sleeping. Harbeck is snoring quite loud. Oh my god, I, I, th- I thought it was real. Uh, I need some air. I walk kind of to the outskirts of our light from the campfire and just ponder. Yeah, yeah, so um, the so the campfire has turned into just like slow rolling coals, just a oh. dull orange glow, and mo- it's mostly smoke at this point, and uh, you walk a, a bit of distance away from the campsite, and you're just you just get a moment in the silence and the quiet of the wilderness. There's no buildings, there's no sounds of people, there's no carts, merchants screaming. It's just supremely quiet. I think at this point, Orzok. Uh, you wake up, and you you wake up to the sound of like someone walking. You can see that you see it's Ornella. I think you're just so trained to like be a light sleeper that you you catch that, and then the sound of uh, Harbeck's snoring and possible sleep apnea. <laughs> <laughs> so I wake up, and the first thing that happens, of course, is my hand is on the hilt of my weapon, and I kind of adjust, and I see. Her kind of standing off to the edge of the camp, and the the glow of the of the coals of the fire kind of are lighting up her, her the the back of her. And uh, I look over at Harbeck, and I'm like, Ugh, I kind of shake my head a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I get up, and I kind of kind of push the coals around. I grab a log and I put it on there, kind of get it going. Mm-hmm. And then I look at her. Couldn't sleep? No, not at all. It's too cold, I think. It can be hard to adjust to, but we're not in a hole. Yeah, you're right. I just... Yeah, you're right. I'm going to go get some food. Wait. <clears throat> but uh, before you go, I just, uh, I know that we don't look like much, Harbeck and I, but uh, I don't know, don't, don't give up on us, I guess. I think we proved ourselves pretty well back there in the prison, getting out, you know, we, we work well together and, and we adapt. You know, we're stronger than you think. Oh, I, I don't uh, doubt that. I just don't want you to think that we're, we want you to stick around so that we always have a, a weapon. It's all I've done for a long time. I appreciate that. Harbeck farts in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, because there's this very serious moment, and like immediately the tension is broke by this just uh, farting dwarf. <laughs> Wound tight that one. You can say that again. Does your fart wake you up, Harbeck? It takes a little bit, and then I go, <laughs> and I look and I see that they're already standing. So then I, 
I hop to my feet and go, right, what are we waiting for? Let's go. <laughs> well, <clears throat> sounds like you were having your own adventure there in your sleep. Huh? Nothing. <clears throat> Get your shit, boys. Let's go. All right. South we go. All right. So I need someone to make a D100 roll for me. I'll do it. That's okay. I got a whole big giant thing of dice, my dude. 40. Okay. All right. So... You travel most of the day walking, spent walking. Uh, It's... It's difficult hiking because there's so many uh, rocky bluffs that you have to kind of help each other climb down. There's these thick, dense trees, so it's you have to navigate your horses around these uh, around these spots in single file. But eventually, you make it to uh, flat ground and find that the mountains are behind you. Uh, it's still a lot of dense pine trees and conifers, but the mountainous, rocky terrain, for the most part, has been left behind you. Uh, you see a campfire in... Uh, and th- this is probably mid-afternoon, so you still have a quarter of the day uh, left to travel, or that could be spent traveling before dark. And you see there's a cook fire uh, in the middle distance ahead of you, um, you can't see the fire. You just see the smoke rising up through the trees uh, up ahead. We should definitely investigate that. They might have supplies that we could use. <clears throat> Couldn't agree more. Let's go. So how do you... Uh, do you approach using stealth? Do you send someone to scout first? How do you approach the... <clears throat> doesn't matter to me. I think I'll go as a scout. Gather some things and then come back to the group or see if I can bring the rest of the group. Come. So, uh, Ornella, you walk through the trees and uh, you, uh, as you get closer to the fire uh, or where the the spot that the smoke is coming from, you uh, you see a, a, an arrow comes shooting out of the the grass and behind a tree and like totally misses you, flies way far past you, and you hear a, a gruff, deep voice says, Whoa, 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 hold your fire there! And you feel the earth move. Uh, you can see the tall horns and a bull-like face of a face that you recognize. Uh, a large minotaur <laughs> is walking towards you, uh, and he's, he's motioning to things you can't see to... He's taking his hand and lowering as if to say, like, lower your weapons. Mm-hmm. And approaches you uh, with his hand up above his eyes to try to make out who you are. By, uh, by my tusks and hooves, is that Ornella Sambridge? Yes, it is. I... Yeah, I'm here. I'm. I, I, oh I'm, my goodness! And he now charges towards you. Doosh, 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 doosh. Uh, heavy hooves uh, picking up dirt and grasses. Uh, embraces you in a big hug. Uh, he's way bigger than you. He's like ten or eleven feet tall. Um, you remember him to be Gary the Minotaur that you saved from some uh, from orcs back. I think in episode two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, um... Gary. Oh, Gary. Oh, how could I... Oh, now that I've... Now that I've I'm, well, he's I've squeezing you, you so hard, it's a little harder what? to talk. <laughs> oh, my... I'm sorry, my dear. <laughs> my God, I've not... Uh, <laughs> fancy seeing a friendly face this far out from the center. Gary, you have no idea. I... I, I'm sorry, when a, when a very large creature in the woods approaches you and knows you by name, you're a little taken aback. But Gary, how could I forget you? Oh, you have no idea what, we've, what I've been through in the past, what, three days? 
A week? You hear footsteps come, uh, like, and you don't hear footsteps. You hear, like, the sounds of foot moving through grass and uh, brush. And eventually a small gnome in dirty rags, like, he's wearing, uh, well, not rags, I should say, dirty clothes. And the clothes are actually of relatively fine or nice quality. Uh, looks to be at one time possibly he was a merchant, but he has clearly been away from home. He's got rips in his silk shirt. His uh, he's got mud stains on his knees and elbows and cuffs. And he looks up at the Minotaur, and he says, uh, "Gary, should we trust her?" And uh, the Minotaur turns down and says, "Oh, <laughs> uh, calm yourself, small one. She is a friend, uh, Ornella." This is Barry. Hello. P- pleasure to meet you, Barry. It's Bartholomew, but... Gary here has taken a liking to call me... Gary here has taken a liking to calling me Barry. Ah, yes. Well, Gary, I- I- I'm in awful need of some help. Could- did you think I could borrow some supplies? Supplies? Uh, yes, I would be happy to... Uh, assist in whatever way you but where where are your friends the small uh half slutty halfling girl and the the portly dwarf well i uh some of our friends just choose different paths in life and verna and the rest of the rest of the group we 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 split ways uh it's unfortunate you're out here alone then no 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 harbeck is still with me ah. uh, he and a friend are waiting back we we weren't sure what was up ahead, so I, I ran on to, to scout it out. Excellent. Well, good tactical sense of yours, Ornella. I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Uh, fetch them and uh, come join our cook fire. It's difficult to travel long distances with folks with such little legs, so we must take frequent breaks. Isn't that right, Barry? I'll see you at the campfire, Gary. And he turns around on his fancy, muddy uh, gnome boot heels and turns and walks back towards the uh, location of the smoke and campfire. Cool. I uh, go get the rest of the group. Bring them bring home. So, uh, yeah, Gary follows Barry back to the... Uh, follows Barry back to the camp. I'm going to grab some thing real quick. All right. So you all get to the small camp and you can sign you find that there is uh at least uh five small tents about gnome sized tents that have been pitched in uh what is very obviously a like these don't look like survival tents these look like merchant tents that someone would set up in like a city but they have been retrofitted uh with Maybe some of the fancy tarps have been taken down, and and you would expect like a flag or something. They look uh, worn for wear, and you see there are uh, five gnomes sitting around a fire, eating out of wooden bowls and spoons, talking amongst each other. And uh, Gary is sitting on a uh, a big uh, <laughs> felled log. And he's eating out of a small, like, gnome-sized bowl, and he just keeps having to go over to the uh, cook pot and add to his bowl and eat. Now, well, welcome! And he, he makes eye contact with Ornella and smiles, makes eye contact with Harbeck and smiles. He turns and looks at you, Orzok, and immediately his eyes go red, and he stands up and, what, what, is, what is one of... You did not tell me that there was an orc with you. I, I'm sorry? He he's a friend of ours. He, he's in he's in our debt. He Gary, we saved him like we saved you. He snorts like a bullish uh, snorts. Long, gross snot drips out of his nose. Be glad that I trust these because I don't trust you. But if Ornella says that you are okay, then I will allow you passage into our camp. 
As always, we are in the debt of the kindness of your spirit, Gary. Uh, one of the gnomes are, have all stopped eating and very uncomfortably are exchanging nervous glances at each other. Uh, the the one that you met, Barry, pipes up and says, Um, good stew, Gary. Good stew. Oh, I'll have some of that. Ah, uh, yes. Let's eat, shall we? And the... Uh, one of the gnomes uh, is a uh, a woman. She comes up to you, Ornella, and she says, My, I feel like I recognize you from somewhere. What did they say your name was? Sambridge. Sambridge. Any relation to uh, Aldridge Sambridge, by chance? <clears throat> no, no relation. Slimy one he is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, unfortunate, um... Yeah, a real slug of a man. One of the other gnomes pipes up and says, Yeah, but, uh, he's in the queen's favor now, so... And one of the other gnomes says, Oh, anyone with coin these days is in the queen's favor. And another gnome pipes up and says, uh... Ever since Queen Victoria started this new campaign to the south, every noble with half an army and a, coin, a, a purse of coin has been her favored, her favored servant. And the, one, the woman that you were talking to says, yes, it's, uh, we, we're travelers. We've left Alal. We've, well, something doesn't feel right there these days. Uh, We've decided to head out to find our own way and came across Gary here in the woods. We made him a deal, and he is escorting us out of these lands so that we may start anew somewhere else. What do you mean things don't seem right in Alal? What's changed? The uh, rumors, uh, rumors across the lands say that that something well you 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 describe it andin and a an older looking gnome with white uh you see he has like very intense cataract white cataracts over his uh eyes um and he's sit, just sitting quietly eating uh eating his uh stew yes i those of us who are gifted have seen things in the city, had visions of something terrible and rotting emerging from the palace. With everything that's been going on, the war, the assassination of the prince, the... My God. The killings, it's... Well... So you you saw that, did you? The killings? Yeah, uh, uh, the prince uh, died. No, we we heard about it. We weren't. Oh yeah, uh, we us too. It's a tragic thing, that boy. That poor boy. Has there been other? Have there been other killings since the prince? Yes, most of the queen's court, in one way or another, has been assassinated. It's not good. The kingdom is on the brink of something terrible. What about those who you say are in the queen's favor? Opportunists. I'm sure they're not the ones getting killed. <laughs> it's been... <laughs> it's been... <laughs> it's been one week since... a terrible day. A whole... Uh, several of the queen's guards... Uh, several of the queen's most loyal subjects. A riot broke out in the palace. They broke through and killed several nobles. Now it's... <laughs> who knows who serves her with any distinction anymore? Jeez. I have heard of the uh, gnomes who have lived long enough to see the patterns in the way of things. Uh, do you have any other visions that would help us? We're traveling... Southwest. 
uh, perhaps to Jury. Uh, uh, jury is a fine. Uh, jury is a fine enough city. I caution you of making this land your home for very much longer, though. I've seen visions of something horrific emerging from the center of the capital of eating people of of well of the end and that was reason enough for myself and my family to leave we wanted to leave for some time the queen I believe that the queen has gone mad and that only those who serve her those who serve her now be them opportunists or touched by whatever has brought this illness to the queen nothing good comes from that city now we're not the only ones fleeing. Wait, where did you say that you were coming from? Uh, we traveled the mountain pass. We were looking for game. Yes. Yes. That's, that, yep, that's what we were doing. Uh, Gary pipes up and says, well, you are all... And he pauses at all, looking at Orzok. Welcome in our camp for this evening. We are uh, won't be traveling much further today, but if you need resupply and would like to continue, that is also uh, agreeable. Thank you, Gary. Once Thank again, you. your spirit exceeds your massive frame. Thank you, small one. I snicker at him. <laughs> he just gives you like a, that long, bullish glare and snorts and more snot like comes out of his big nose. Big cow nose. Any more soup? <laughs> I prefer steak. <clears throat> and I go grab a bowl and take a healthy portion. I don't thank him. Yeah, he, he doesn't say anything. He just like watches you with a steely, <laughs> uh, steely glare. Steely Dan. A steely Dan glare. Not Steely Dan. That's not Steely Dan. You're going to have to edit that out. That's offensive. I've been completely taken out of this universe. Oh, man. So, what do you guys do the rest of the afternoon? Just enjoy the company of the... uh, Do you make camp here? Do you continue on? Well, we arrived here around mid-afternoon, right? Yep. So there's still plenty of... Yeah, there's still about a quarter of the day left that you could continue traveling. It would it would get you within two days of uh, Gallo, which is the uh, small town uh, at the foot of the uh, mountains and forests. I would prefer to keep moving... Uh got a minotaur is giving me the stink eye so yeah I don't think we should <laughs> uh, but, yeah. welcome <clears throat> okay that's fine you plus I feel moving. like they might they're asking questions yeah and the the less people know about our travels the better and the fewer the people know so I say we make leave but then on our way out I want to like uh, stop um, pull Gary aside and talk to him for just a sec and say, hey, Gary, uh, yep. yes, your kindness as always is appreciated. We really needed this help and thank you ever so much. But um, I do have to say, you know, uh, be careful on this journey, Gary. Wherever you take these gnomes, uh, things are changing in the lands here and the orc may not be your biggest enemy. It is difficult to let old... Uh, old enemies fade from sight. I I trust what you and Ornella and Verna did for me. I will never be able to repay your debt, which is why I allowed him to enter my camp. Yes, I have felt it too that things are changing in these lands, and it is why I am also leaving. I am We'll take these gnomes high into the Nord Peaks and then make out on my own, head east, and see what lies that way. There's nothing for me here. I'll say a prayer and a blessing for your travel. Thank you again. Thank you, Harbeck. Safe travels. And then we leave. 
belly full of stew. Okay, mm-hmm. belly full of stew. You guys belly continue. Yeah, just feeling really full, marching the rest of the day. I'm so bloated. I'm so bloated. <laughs> Plodding downhill. <laughs> so you continue traveling for the rest of the day. I need someone to make another D100 roll for me, please. I wasn't going to help you. Fuck up. <laughs> so it's... Yeah. Tenner. Yep. That one. Yep. Yep. Ten. This is a 12-er. No, no. You got another one of those. Oh, so it's a D100. So it's this roll with the 10s digit and this you one with one the 1s digit. They look oh, like this. No. Oh, yeah. Wait. You got one of them. There you go. Perfect. ASMR. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> ASMR. A three and a four and a zero. So forty-three. Forty-three. Nice. You guys are if you guys are if nothing but consistent, or however that term of phrase goes. You continue walking for the rest of the day, and you come across a. Uh, let's see. Um, everyone, roll perception for me. Crit. Nice. 17. 20, 23, yeah. Do I add anything? If you're proficient, you add your proficiency. That's okay. Oh, I'm so Do you also add your, your skill or ability? Proficiency bonus? No, yeah, if you're proficient, if you're you, proficient your you add your proficiency bonus. And if you're trained in it, you get the... Uh, um, oh, hell, don't I? Yep. Plus... That would be a 19, then. Yeah, sorry. No, that's okay. Eleven. Oh. Yeah, Harbeck crushed it. So crushed it. I rolled an eleven. So you're on horseback riding through (laughs) the uh, brush and trees, and Harbeck, you smell. uh, You smell the smell of burning flesh. Do I know what kind of flesh is being burned? No, you just smell the like. Like it doesn't smell great. It smells like something I wouldn't like to eat. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it's like it's beef or it's like smoked, you know, pork or something, and no, it smells like flash. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, it doesn't smell good. Oh, okay. Like burned hair. Uh, uh, yeah. Burned. I mean, it's not like pork belly. It's mm. pretty gross. Mm. And there's probably like some twang of rot and. Uh, decay mm. on the air also? Well, at, at that scale, at that, if I'm smelling it from this far out, that's got to be a lot of flesh. Uh, so I stop the party and hang on. I smell death in the air. How far out? Um, more than 30 feet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what do we do? Uh... We need to go around it. We need to be avoiding that. All right. No, no, no. I hop off the horse or whatever. If I was pulling, walking the horse, whatever. Um, We need to find where it is so we can avoid it. Right. Oh, and we should uh, mention that you only had two horses. Right. You were by yourself and you were riding... Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Behind or not? I'm behind, yeah. Holding. Titanicing me. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Breaking in half and sinking. <laughs> That's I'm going to go take a look. <clears throat> All right, um, let's keep a line of sight on each other. We'll flank the other way. Right. So, do you take uh, Orzok's horse then? Because uh, he's hopped off the you're, horse you're at this off, point. You dismounted? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the reins of the other horse. Okay. And you guys go around. So is this a wooded area? Is it rocky? Yeah. Um, have you seen Band of Brothers? I have. So do you know that part towards the end of the show where they're in, I can't, I can't remember what the forest is called, but they're like, these trees have no branches, like, low. Right. The branches are all, like, way above your head. The and you the bulge? The no, it's... The other one. Yeah, I can't remember. So tall... The, yeah, they're really tall, but there's no branches okay. like where you're at. So they just like these like brown tree rods, and okay. you like if you look in between, you can see 
for like a long ways. Oh, and so like the scene in Mortal Kombat between Johnny Cage and Scorpion when they're in the oh, Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes. Now I understand. Yeah. It was in the trailer. Yeah. And it, and they're not it's not like planted like this is a forest preserve, but they they're just they're uh, skinnier and the branches are much taller, so you get a much longer line of sight into the right. forest. Um, so, are you wanting to roll stealth to sneak yep. in? Yeah, roll stealth for me, big cheese. Big cheese, coming at you live. <laughs> all right. Oh, I, nat, nat twenty. Mm-hmm. Wow, you guys are wasting all your twenties before combat starts. Yeah, that's okay. We see them really well. I rolled an eleven. <laughs> You're saving yours. <laughs> but this goes to another. So you come to a small uh, area. Uh, there are... So you, as you get close, the you start to smell the smell of burning flesh, of rot, of decay. Uh, and you get closer and you can see uh, pinned up... Uh, about five feet off the ground, Ugh. a person, well, a humanoid, has had their hands nailed over top of each other and nailed into a tree. And you can see this tree has just been burned like it was set alight with this person stuck to it. And you can see that there are several of these trees. There's about five trees like this in this little area here with humanoids that have had their hands nailed over top of each other and nailed above their head uh, affixed to the tree and then burned. Um, bodies are charred black. You find uh, there's a lot of footprints and uh, hoof prints of horses uh, around this area. You can see that grass has been pushed down. I'm, you got a 20, so I'm just basically giving you everything. Okay. Um, you don't see that there's any like gear that's been left. You don't really, aside from the burned uh, remains, like the, the metal of their belts wasn't burned, but their clothes have all just been incinerated. Uh, and it looks like they had been burned super, super hot. Not just like a, this is not just someone lighting a pine tree on fire. This was something okay. else. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so... I will, uh, I'm going to, uh, I want to make sure that the tracks are leading away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to go up and I'm going to investigate these, the people up against the tree. I'm going to go up to them and check their teeth. Um, so the, the what, tracks lead north. Okay. Checking out the, the individuals attached to the tree. Uh, okay. You find that they have long uh, tusks, uh, long lower teeth. Uh, they're skeletons are like bigger the bones are thicker uh most of the flesh had been burned away most of the muscle and uh tissue had been burned away uh you can see that they had leg irons uh attached to their legs and they have uh big iron collars around their necks with a uh chain that hangs down like it was attached to something at one time so I think we've been keeping sight of Orzok, and now we approach with the horses and can see all of this as well. Mm-hmm. And I just whisper, uh, Orzok, I am I'm so sorry. These are orcs. I'm not an orc. <clears throat> they probably did something. However, that could be me. People don't seem to have a conception of who I really am around here, especially your friend. That being said... It's probably a good idea to avoid whoever did this. They've traveled north. <clears throat> right. The war has started. I think this might have been some kind of magic. The trees don't burn like this. It's not the season. Yeah, because, I mean, all the trees around you are lush and green, and, like, if you've ever tried to burn a pine mm-hmm. uh, Not even the, the neighboring canopy has lit. Just the one tree. I've, I've not seen its like. <clears throat> Harbeck, can't you, you take a sample of it and, and, and turn it in your magical brain and spit out what it is? Yes, um, perhaps. Uh, sure. Uh, that'd be an arcana check. And you can just tell me... Look, I'll let you do it, but you have to describe how you... How I do it? Yeah. Sure. 
So that's an int tech, uh, int check, and I'm a wisdom guy, so yep. we'll see how this goes. Oh, yep, that's true. 15. 15? Unmodified? Unmodified. Okay. No modifier. Okay. Uh, how, how do you do this? Uh, how do you check this? So, um, using my um, holy symbol, which is an acorn and amber, mm-hmm. I, like, connect to the root system of the trees in the area, and I try and, like, play back the story that the roots are telling. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. So I think we see through your vision, like, the, the surrounding... Yeah. All the mycelium network, all the mushrooms, all of the different communications. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that. Like, tap into the internet. Yeah, so we see kind of the, the background fade away to black, and we see a deep green silhouette of all of the plants and the mushrooms and the small beetles under the dirt and mm-hmm. the birds in the air uh, create this, uh, this image of what had happened we see the bodies as they were but instead of being burned and emaciated there's this uh light that passes over the bodies and they seem to come into shape and you see the uh the figures of uh full-blooded orcs that were uh secured up and you can see them struggle and you see there's six men on horseback and a man who is standing in the middle of this small clearing who's in, uh, he was wearing robes. Again, you don't get a ton of details. You just get silhouettes. And this man in robes that's off the horse goes up to one of the trees and casts his arm in a sweeping motion, and you can see his body just bursts into flames, and there's no sound. And all we see is the orc struggle. Can I make out if the guy moved his mouth at all? Uh, no, you don't get that kind of detail. Okay. You literally just get, like, the silhouetted figure yeah, of the this, person. This, like, Frodo with the ring on. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. And um, cool. you see him go up to each of the orcs that are uh, on the trees and passes over with his arm, and they just burst into flames. And you can <coughs> see, like, the little mushrooms and the beetles and all of these creatures, like, recoil at the... Uh, magic, well, presumed yeah. magic. That and I, because I'm connected to this, I'm really a part of it, so I'm, I'm feeling all of this pain and, and things. Yeah, you probably feel like the trees being burned and the soil and insects uh, bursting into, bursting from the spontaneous flash heat. Yeah. Uh, and then, you, yeah, you zoom back into reality and all of the green uh, energy disappears and the uh, foreground and background come back into focus. Yeah. Color returns. Yeah, my holy symbol fades back to its dull color. And I go, oh boy. Um, I, I think, um, well, it, it, it wasn't fire necessarily. Um, oh, he didn't even have to use any material. Uh, it's a very powerful... Uh, sorcerer. Uh, he used the power of light, but what god would allow this? Uh, what do you think we should do? Um, they went north, right? Yeah, I'm over kind of at the edge of the camp where the tracks go, and I'm kind of looking for, you know, they left... Heading north, probably... Day or day ago, maybe, at the most. A day or so. <clears throat> if they're following and moving fast, they might catch up to Gary and those gnomes. We have to go back and warn them. <sighs> no, 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 I, I see the way that you're looking at me, but... Uh... We have to go back and warn them. If you guys don't come with me, I'm going on my own. I'm afraid that um, we might not win that one. We have to go back. I, I don't mean to pull a Verna here and, and, and want to save everyone, but Gary helped us. Uh, come on, 
Everything we've been through? If you want to go back, I'll go with you. But I'm not going for him. I'm making sure that you're not going to get in trouble. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Harbeck, you can you can stay here and, and stay with the horses. We'll, we'll no, go on foot. No, you'll need the horses. They're moving fast. I'll go with you. But let's keep a distance. Um, I, th- I think they would be aware of us coming. Oh, can we go around? Uh, meet up with... His magic sense has a radius. Um, that high of a sorcerer is connected to the fields that surround him. Um, if we approach in any direction, he would know. So if we're going to approach, I say we get to the threshold of his senses and then move to the center fast. Okay. Let's ride hard, follow the same path we came. It'll be the quickest route to get there. All right, here's your horse, Orzak. Let's go. Okay. So I think we, the, the part one ends with a camera pan back and we see both your horses and and you all riding uh, northward following these tracks heading back towards the mountains Uh, and we see in the far far distance the camera pans up to look over the tree canopy we see the cook fire from the uh, uh, from the from the camp where Gary and the gnomes were in in the distance and we hear the sound the, uh, the part ends uh, to the sounds of screams. So We're too late. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Des Moines and Dragons. Uh, part two coming at you fast.